Guys, welcome back to the Arsenio's ESL podcast. Today is a very, 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 very special day. I have uh, one of these magnificent individuals from a very, very small, 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 very small country in Central America. And she trekked probably two worlds to go all the way to a country between China and Russia. And I'm so fascinated by that country and, of course, the country she's from. I'm so grateful for having her on today. Thank you so much. Okay, I might mispronounce the name. Janine. Janine. No, Janine. No, yeah, that's right. The Spanish way. But anyways, thank you for coming on today. How you doing? Oh, damn it. I'm fine. It's early in the morning and I'm here ready for all the questions. (laughs) So here we go. People don't know about Honduras. Now, let's talk first about I guess, you know, the basics, and then we could get into other things from there. So, tell us about your country. Well, my country is beautiful country. <laughs> it's in the heart of uh, Central America. Okay. It borders Nicaragua and Guatemala. So, it's right there, Guatemala in the north, Nicaragua in the south. Right. And there's also Salvador. So, we're around that. It's super, super, super small. Right. I understand we have one of the top 10 coral reefs, Bay Island in Honduras. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Mm. We also are part of the Mayan culture. And we also have a Mayan civilization right there. It's amazingly beautiful. And we have, we're a rainforest country, so we have lots of mountains. It's just, it's very nice. Unfortunately, and I have to say that to everybody, because I won't say and I won't lie, it is a very insecure country. Very, very insecure, especially this past years. It's been worse and worse and worse. So that's why I'm in Mongolia, not in Honduras. Right. But it, it is beautiful. And of course, if you go with the right people in the right places, nothing will happen to you. And then again, Things might happen, so that's that's why lots of people don't go there. There's not many information about it or about the beautiful places because of security, and unfortunately, it all has to do with uh, corruption and the government mm. and drugs and all that uh, thing. Yeah, but it is a beautiful country. We have amazing food, amazing people, yeah. uh, amazing landscapes. It's cheap. It's so nice. I mean, I love my country. I love my country. Right, right. Okay, so here we go. You mentioned something that uh, someone else told me about in terms of, like, Mexico, and I had someone on from Mexico, and she was talking about the Mayan culture and whatnot. So does the Mayan, and all that stretches over what? Mexico, Honduras, El Salvador, too? Guatemala as well. Guatemala, Because it's, it's in one part of the Honduras where the Mayan civilization is, and the place you could go and visit and see all the pyramids and all that, it borders Guatemala as well. So it's both. It's still in then, and then I think it's also Lenkas, Mayan, and all the others. So it's just all of that. I think it's all Central America. Wow. I think it just goes because I don't know Panama. Does I don't think so. Well, right. I'll be lying to you. Right. Over here. Okay. Okay. Oh, Panama's another country. That's right. Okay. Okay. So that's another. Okay. All right. So have you traveled to El Salvador? Have you traveled to the neighboring countries? Costa Rica? No. I haven't. Ah. It's so funny because I, I do like traveling. But once you want to travel, you want to go further, you know. Right. Like I've been to Costa Rica. 
I went to Nicaragua uh, like a weekend and I, I have a master's. So I took my master's in Nicaragua. Right. So I did a little bit more Nicaragua, uh, but not really like touristy part. Just I went for my classes, my courses and came back. So it wasn't like, ooh, super touristy. And uh, not El Salvador, not Guatemala. And Guatemala, I've heard it's amazingly beautiful and I have to go. So that's on my top, like, top things I have to do once I go back home again. So I have to go to Guatemala. Okay. And just Costa Rica and Panama. And then okay. Okay. Anyway. All right. So how about the food? You mentioned the food, it being so delicious. So again, of course... Mexico, you got your tamales, you got you have a lot of different dishes out there. Um, what are some of the signature dishes out there in the Honduras? Well, it's very it's it's when people say you guys are Mexicans or whatever, I don't mind. I really don't care when people call me Mexican or not. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, oh I'm not Mexican. I'm from I don't do that. I'm <laughs> very open minded. I'm like okay. and actually what I say when I'm out of these countries and in, in super far People don't know where Honduras is. So I say, well, you know, Mexico, well, a little, little, little bit down. That's where I'm from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what people do compare us to Mexicans. And we do have a lot of things in common, a lot of things, mm-hmm. including religion, including food, including cultures, a lot of things. But Mexicans are more a patriotic, may I say, or they more culture. Their culture is very stick to them. Sure. But at the end, it's almost the same. Where our food is based on uh, corn, a uh, corn flour, so it's tortillas. Right. We do have tacos, uh, beans, a lot of beans, lot beans, of beans for everything. Uh-huh. Uh, like what a normal Honduran, like from a normal research level, it would be tortillas and frijoles. Ah, my mom would always say that frijoles. That's <laughs> I love that <laughs> word. It sounds so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's super good though. It's amazing, and uh, so that's what we that would be mostly. And then we have um, it's called baleadas. Uh-huh. It's three hundred food that you need to try. What is, what is it's that made from? Based on, yeah, it's made up of flour tortilla. Okay, and then the flour tortilla has beans. Like the normal one is beans, mm-hmm. and then it it would be um. Our sour cream, which is amazing. Yeah. So it's sour cream tortillas and white cheese. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, then you can add whatever you want. You can add um, um, eggs and avocado and meat and chorizo. Then you can add whatever you want to it. It could be super flat or it could be super fatty. Right. And it's the best. So you said chorizo. What is chorizo? So many Mexicans out there in Las Vegas to say chorizo, 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 chorizo. What is what? What is that made from? It's pork sausage. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Pork sausage. Okay. All right. Oh man. So okay. So that's the food. The people I've seen that like you know when USA goes to the San Pedro Sula. To play a yes. to play a football to play a football match, the Honduran yeah. fans are very respectful. Um, Mexico ten years ago, it was very violent for Americans to go there. Uh, Costa Rica too, but now Mexico, they're very accepting. They don't take things too seriously. I think they're more open minded and whatnot. But um, 
Yeah, that's how I know. That's why I know Honduras so much. I've never, I don't, I don't remember the last time I met someone from the Honduras. You could possibly be the first person I've yes, ever met. <laughs> so what are some beautiful places like jungles, rainforests? What are some gorgeous places people don't really know about that would be, you know, a recommendation? Don't know about well, everybody should know about the Bay Islands, but if not, because I, I, it was so funny. I tried to look it down in Google. It's just like top ten coral reefs and never mentioned Honduras. And then I said, okay, I'll go top ten uh, coral reefs in, in in America in the American continent. Yep, and it never came up. And then it says top ten. I was like, okay, Central America, and it's like there in the last one. It said. But I understand from people that do travel a lot and people that do investigate and they do scuba diving and they do all of these things. It's one of the best in very, uh, they keep it very natural, coral reefs. Mm. So it's beautiful. Then we have Copan, the Ruinas de Copan, which is the Mayan civilization Mm. place. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Mm. We have a waterfall called Pulapansac. It's so nice. And then you have, um, well, you guys, I think in the U.S., we call it zip lining. Oh. You go over the, the waterfall and it's amazing. How do you it's say it in Spanish? Well, I just say canopy. We call it canopy. Oh, that's so. interesting. Okay. I mean, it's it's not, we're we're very, um, in, well, not everybody speaks English in Honduras, but we try to do lots of English words for many things. Okay, good. So. All right, so those are some mm-hmm. some good outdoor activities that I guess your your normal person could of course engage in and whatnot. Um, it's not very big. I mean, you could go. No. I don't know how it's small. Is it as small as Singapore? I don't know. Um, how about your? It's, it's really small, like super duper crazy, crazy super duper small. Yeah, not like El Salvador. Oh. El Salvador is smaller. Oh my god. Okay, okay. And it's pinned between, uh, I forgot what countries it's pinned between. What, you got El Salvador and Nicaragua on two sides, right? Nicaragua and Guatemala down. Oh, Guatemala. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, man, I would love, you know, I got a job offer in the Honduras. This was probably earlier really? this year. Yeah, but they were talking about paying me like 300 US dollars a month. No Wi Fi. 300? And no Wi-Fi. So we're at. Come on, we're at. Come on, let me know where this is. Oh, my God. I wish I, I probably have that email still, but it was in the oh middle of nowhere. It was in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like, you know what? I can't go from the, They're like, oh, it's a very small town. The students and this, it's very wonderful. Let us know we, if you're interested. That's true, though. That I won't have to lie to them. Living in Honduras and living in those towns, it's beautiful because the towns in Honduras is one of the things, the nice things from Honduras. The capitals are, or the big cities are big cities everywhere. Yeah. Right. You get everything. But living and just, or traveling to the little towns, it's just the amazing. You see the people, you talk to the people. We have a lot of um, coffee. We, we, we grow lots of coffee. Right. When the funny thing is, in the world, top 10 in the world. It used to be Colombia a long time ago. Like Everybody was like, Colombian coffee, Colombian coffee. Now it's Honduras. Ooh, okay. And they, but we don't sell. They don't normally. They don't sell it in the in in Honduras. Hmm. They sell it abroad and mostly in Taiwan and all this part of the Right, right, right. Okay, all right, all right. And so but then, all right. So then you 
Okay, we covered a lot of different things. And you know what's crazy? I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened in the mind of you. I would like you to explain. But you went from this very, very, very small country to this big landmass so far. First and foremost, what airline did you take? How did you get there? No, that was an eye. <laughs> that was the worst ride I've ever taken in my life. It was just. Ugh. Where'd you go first? Okay. So the thing was, once you apply, the, the school buys the, the plane ticket for you. So you cannot ask for places. They just buy the ticket for you. Sure. And and then it's like, okay, because I've traveled and I've been to many places and it, it's fine. But the thing was the layovers. layovers. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So it was and going, the thing is also going to Honduras and going to uh, Mongolia is two countries where they don't have too many international flights. Oh, of course. Not. It's just the same. Yep. It's just the same. Like they don't really have a lot. Like probably you will have five flights in Honduras a day. And in here in UB, probably you have probably the same five or six flights a day. <sighs> so that's nothing. Yeah. So when we, so I and to go out of Honduras, you have to be hopping a lot of to a lot of places until you get to a good international airport. Okay, so yeah, that phase. Uh huh. So we went. I went. Oh, well, the thing is, I li- I don't live with my mom, but she lives in Mongolia right. too. That's another story, and I'll let you know right after this. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it's very interesting as well. So it was Honduras, Honduras. Houston, Houston, San Francisco, San Francisco, layover of 18 hours or 20, no, 20 something hours. So we, of course, went and slept in a, in, in the hotel. Then San Francisco, San Francisco, Beijing. Oh, I don't want to talk bad about the Chinese people because I don't meet no Chinese people, but I'm talking about the airport. I've heard it's bad not stories. The <laughs> it's the airport. Oh my God. I won't even go there. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, I had to stay there in that airport for 18 hours. Super tired after the 12 hour flight from San Francisco to, to Beijing. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, you can imagine this body. I was. Tired. Absolutely. Tired. Uh-huh. Tired. Uh-huh. It was warm inside that airport. There was no Wi-Fi connection. There was wow. no... Like, I mean, you know, like people say in Chinese, you can... The food, right? And you, all the different type of food you can eat. And I was like, I'm this tired. I don't want to to to, to risk my, my, my stomach right now because I still have one more flight to take. Exactly. So I was looking and I ended up in McDonald's. Huh? Uh-huh. But so 18 hours, and I'm like, oh, my God. And then so warm, so many people, the luggages, us. Oh, my God. And then I was like, okay, we can we read, and if you get there, you can get a visa upon arrival. So I was like, oh, we can we have 18 hours. We probably can go and see maybe just the downtown or something. But no, not even that. Because I was we, we kept asking people, and they were like, yeah, you can, but you, you shouldn't. Because there's a typhoon coming in and it's going to be terrible traffic. So you won't be making it back on time. So we were like, 
Okay, we're stuck here for 18 Damn, hours. Damn, You know, that's something I don't like that once you're in an airport, like you can go through uh, the checkpoint and go to the like duty free at least and buy things or at least not be in the part where you're, there's nothing, huh? Yeah. But no, they didn't let us go to the checkpoint until the plane was about to fly like two hours before that plane would leave, depart. So that's the big problem with international airports. Yeah, so there was a chair that was... I actually ended up in the floor. No. No, no possible. I ended up in the floor, sleeping with my on my on top of my luggage. And, oh, uh, no. And then, after that, changing. Uh, after the 18 hours, we would get, we arrived, we went to uh, the other, and it was a Beijing UB, Lambatar. And that was two hours. It was... I don't know, but that day, when I was in the plane after what I just told you, I felt just peace. And I came and wrote it on our notebook, and I said, "Ah, this is peace." I don't know. Huh. It was like a maybe not new, but very clean air airplane, not so full. Right. People were nice. Of course, I did not understand a word of what they were saying. And this is Mongolian. the Mongolian. Mo- oh, okay. So you're on a flight with Mongolian people now. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. In, in, in their uh, aircraft. Okay. So it's Miat. It's Mongolian International Trend or something like that. Okay. Airline. So, and then I just felt peace. I was like, of course, I knocked out. I was like, two hours of flight. Right. And then boom, I just felt okay, we are we arrived. Right. And we're there. And then just going in the airport, the airport is tiny. Like like not even I think like super tiny. Right. I mean super tiny. Right. So that was so calm going there, just walking with nobody around. And I'm like, oh my God. Uh-huh. And of course my luggage was Back in Beijing. Why? Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I asked them. Ask the Chinese people. They left my luggage. Come on. <laughs> That's what they do. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus. no. I did not need this. But well, we made it. Safe and sound. I was here. I came to my apartment that day. The apartment, it, is, it has all included uh, things. So I just came in. So tired. No luggage. And I just sat down exactly where I'm sitting right now. Uh-huh. And there's no voice, no cars, so quiet. I could literally only listen to the refrigerator. And I was like, right. And I literally cried. I was so, I was so, it was. Is that different from the Honduras? Which was going in, tired, excited, and peace and everything and i just cried i was wow. where i needed to be uh-huh. yeah so wait and, and that's how that i was, that's how i got here and so what it's different so when you sat down and everything you were crying because you have you finally made the trek the journey or were you crying because it was completely different from the noise and everything out there in the you know honduras or what oh it's a little bit of everything, everything you know sure, i mean sure. it's life and you get Goods and bads and everywhere. Yep. And I don't know. I just knew when I got here, I deserved this. Wow. 
I like even in Honduras, I worked in very good schools. I think in the top schools in those I graduated from the top schools. I graduated and I worked there as well. I loved my job. Right. Uh, everything was fine. I loved my kids. I loved everything. Mm-hmm. But I just needed that. I that like when you know in your soul you need peace. You don't need somebody to or, or the social bothering like oh you need to get married oh you need to this and that's what I, I just like. And after all the trip, all the tiredness, all of this, I was like, oh. literally, that's how I felt. Wow. So, so cool. So you finally made it to Mongolia. Was it like crazy culture shock? What was it? Were you like looking at people like, whoa, like, oh, okay, okay. What, like, what were well, you experiencing? Yeah. Days, because I didn't go out. I didn't know where to go. I just went around. Yeah. And nor, I think the people say where I live, or I live in the school campus. So they say oh, that's okay. like the, the place, like the good place. So you don't see many people walking around or mm-hmm. there. But then, I don't know. I just, I just loved it. I loved, I loved everything. I started meeting people, randomly met a friend, Canadian friend who introduced me to more other friends and I don't know. At the end of the school year, last year, I had like seven groups of people with diff- from different places. Like from one school, from another school, the Latinos, the... Oh, the, the Latinos! Yeah. Everybody. So I, I don't know. And it's, I am like that. I'm very social. I'm very open. And I'm very trying to be helpful as much as I can. So I just had lots of people, friends. Mm. And it was, I, I've never, I, the only thing that I would say for me that I would, uh, that's the only shock I've had and I still have is food-wise. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay, so tell me about the food then. I kind of want to talk bad about it, but it's my, my taste, my tongue that decides that for me, not me. Right, right, right. So you're going from like a, you know, a Latino, you know, you're used to eating these things and then you're going into a completely different environment with completely different mm. food. That's a hell of a so shock. When, yeah. So when I thought, okay, so it's Asia, right? So I, of course, you generalize things and you say, oh, uh, Asia, you go uh, seafood and rotten things, or not rotten, like uh, raw things and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm allergic to everything that has to do with seafood. So I'm going to die. Pretty much I'm going to die. Right. But no, in Mongolia, it's, it's not bordered with any ocean nope. whatsoever. Right. So, of course, no seafood. I mean, there is places where you find it, but no seafood. It's all meat. But now, I like meat. I'm the meat lover. <laughs> Pork lover. Sure. And beef. Good. Camel. Camel. Meat. Horse. No, thank you. They eat that there. That's what we yeah, they, they're meat lovers and it's very cold, so they need to keep their bodies warm. And that's what they have. They have, I understand their, what can I call it, natural animal or, or their culture is the horse. So they have, I think there's more horse than people. There's only, it's, it's a country of only 3 million people. And it's a huge country. Massive. It's huge, but it's only 3 million people. In Honduras, it's tiny, and we're 8 million people. Wow. Entonces, so that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. So, there's lots of, so you eat camo, you eat all of this, and this body doesn't eat that. 
<laughs> and not only that, like, I mean, I could try because I try things and I, that's every time I travel, food is one of the things you should, because if you don't try food, then you didn't travel. That's what it is. So I always try and I try to, to be as nice as possible when I try things. But my eyes are huge. And I cannot lie with my eyes because my eyes say everything. I'm like, <laughs> it's terrible. It's very bad. But oh, not only that, they, they eat. The, what I find it hard is spices. They don't really put spices on things. Uh-huh. So I think everything tastes like boiled water with salt. So imagine boiled water with salt. With camel, boy, I'm on salt. So, mm, no. Then oh, their major dish is hoshur, and they also have bolts and something else. But at the end, it's the same thing. It's like flour or any type of bread or something like that with a meat inside. But they can do it fried. They can do it like dumplings. They can do it like boiled. They have many ways to do it. But at the end, it's the same thing. So hoshur is the fried ones. I don't know if you know what empanadas are. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, your your change of your face changed. So yeah. <laughs> empanadas are delicious. Yeah, like I mean, it's like a flour dough with some meat inside. With meat inside, yeah. and sometimes you have like a like a coleslaw or like a mini salad on top, and you eat it. Right. Well, hoshur is exactly like that. It looks exactly like it. I mean, when you look at it, they're like, empanadas. But, like, yeah, my God. But, but no. There's a surprise no. inside. Inside, they can put many things. They can put horse meat, camel meat, <laughs> normal meat, and other things inside. So I had the normal ones, the beef meat. But then again, the problem was the taste. Like, the dough was amazing. But the meat, once you go, uh, no. Oh. <laughs> I can eat it, and I would eat it another one if they give me one. But no. So what I do normally, I just take the meat and I just eat the dough. Oh, my God. So, oh, geez. Okay, so, yeah. Again, you can't really. In Australia, they eat kangaroo. Right, so yeah, I mean, no, I don't mind about that. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know, but that is so, the spices. And in Latinos, we cook with lots of things and things. Absolutely, like we put lots Goya, of onion, Goya. lots of things, lots of blah blah blah. So it's it's it has a taste. Sure, yeah, you know, but well, so no, and then also they eat lots of like um, camel yogurt, or I think curds and some cheeses like that. Camel yogurt. Yeah, like, well, that's another part of Mongolia. Like, Mongolians are nomads. They're a nomadic culture. Sure. So they, depending on how cold it gets, they move from place to place in their beautiful houses called Gers, which I want to take one back home because I love them. They're like a tent where you live in it, and it's all there. So it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful house, and it's I love how... It's it, it very it unites the family here, and, and that's what is something I like, and I'm very amazed about the Mongolian culture. Their fam, how they are together with their families. Uh. So, since they are nomads, they don't have 
um, microwave or refrigerator or things like that. Right. It gets extremely cold over here. It's negative 45 degrees Shit, Celsius. Yeah, negative 45. My goodness. Coming from a Caribbean country, remember? Oh. I had never even seen negative, negative, or at least zero. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But then, yeah. So, they're nomads. So, they, everything they eat has to be, because there's not a supermarket next to it, right? So it's it's with their with their like animal like like that that family might have like a girl, and they have like a lot of camels or horses or sheep or something like that, and then that's what they eat. And from that animal, they take everything that milk, that yogurt, that cheese, everything from that animal. So that's what they eat. They need to survive, huh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And vodka. Very uh, of course. Yep, 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 yep. And there's a way that you need to stop feeling the cold. And since we're next to Russia, it's also it's Mongolian vodka. And it's vodka for everything. I and heard that's Siberia too. Anytime. And believe me, it's it's good and bad. <laughs> Oh my God! I'm actually feeling everything that you've been through, and I'm just like this. There's just a wide range of feelings, man. But it was amazing, and I like I went to the Gobi Desert. There's the, the Gobi Desert is the coldest desert in the world. I, it's huge, so I just went to one part of it. It was amazing. That's when I went to because I really wanted to go to inside a really traditional Mongolian ger, like the house. Right. So I wanted to see what was inside. And I'm like, oh my God, how can people live in this tiny thing? It's just like a tiny thing. Right. A circular, tiny thing. So I'm like, and they, we were going to ride camels with our friends. We went to love lots of friends. And then while I was waiting for my camel to arrive, I was like, oh my God, can I go inside? And, and I asked the, the, like the, the guy that took us, our friend, Mongolian friend, I really want to see inside. Can I please? Like, I'm, I'm like a kid. I'm worse than a kid. And she's like, in the door is like tiny. Right. So you see, and I'm like, I want to go inside. Right. And when I went inside, I was like, oh my God, it's beautiful. Right. It's everything. And there's like, like you once you get in, it's it's a circle, right? So once you get in, there's like a bed in your left, like a bed in your right, uh-huh. in front. Well, this one had a TV, so you had a TV. Right. And in the middle, it was their stove, I want to say. Right. And where they do everything. And then there was like their food in the middle and like something else, like no, no tables, no chair, like one chair, very small chair. And I'm like, no closets. And I'm like, I was like, and we humans complain about everything. We complain that it's not that they were poor. No, I'm not saying that. I'm yeah. saying how they get used to living with the only things you really need in life. Mm. Like I get five Nike shoes and I need one more. <laughs> oh, and I still don't use them. I need, so you know, like we are like that. We are like to shop and we, we don't use things. And I'm like, and where do they put their clothes? So they put their clothes or whatever they have like in, in the walls. The walls are made of wool and and wood, like some come to wood. So they put it inside the wool. Right. But it's not a lot. I mean, how many pairs of shirts should they have? Yeah. And people in, in that girl, sometimes I've heard 
their family is like eight people live in that mini place. Wow. And they just sleep the food. They just sleep together and tied up because that's how you have to keep yourself warm. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, and then I'm like, can I keep complaining that I don't have this, that I don't have this? Uh-huh. And they are living happy in the middle of nowhere having what they really need. Isn't that amazing? The basic human And then I was like, stuff. wow. And then just the picture of the place and how like they, we were like 10 of us. Right. And then they took like their milk tea. They have milk tea, their, their milk tea. But I don't know what type of milk it is. And I really don't drink milk. <laughs> of course, I tried. And I said, oh, so good. Thank you. And I try everything. And then they, of course, they had their vodka. And they gave us like a little curse, like those cheese. And from then they pass it to everybody. It was very nice thing to do there in the middle of nowhere waiting for camels. And then we had the best camel ride in the middle of the desert when sunset and the colors. Oh my God. I was, I mean, I've lived I've lived and I've traveled many places, but I don't know. It was just a perfect night. The colors you start seeing from the red, orange, yellow, and then you turn around, all the stars, blue, purple. Then oh, I'm like, man. oh, this is beautiful i just couldn't stop looking at it right oh my god okay Uh, just so cool so is it very high altitude there yes okay how i don't know how much but it is i I, I would like to you i don't okay but it is but you but at night you see like the stars so up close right the sky in mongolia it's the, it could be negative 45 and you're freezing. Yeah. But you see that sky and the sun, it just makes it a better day. Jeez. It's blue. It's just oh a blue, perfect blue. Right. And then the night it's dark and it's like so, like the stars are there. And it's just so, it's, it's just amazing. Oh wow. my god! It's so nice. So you've been able to adapt to the climate very well. Uh, well, no, I wouldn't say very well. You just gotta do what yeah, you gotta do. That's really <laughs> but I'll say I survived. That's what I say. Yeah, I survived. Yeah, yeah, you survived. You survived. But it's cold, and I come like in Honduras. The cold as it gets, like the cold as it gets, is positive ten degrees Celsius. Wow! And people, and people have died because they're cold. I lived in Virginia for a year, oh. so I had already snow. I I saw it was negative five. I was right, and but this this, this is negative forty five degrees Celsius. You're inside a refrigerator. Oh, That's what it is because it doesn't snow a lot. It snowed last year. Well, it's been very different from from this year, but last year it snowed like two three times. And then it's just the mountains, and because this is surrounded by mountains, a lot of mountains. That's what makes it very beautiful. Uh-huh. The mountains were just white, white for entire six or four or five months, from October all the way to March. Wow, white, and it's like, and it never melts because it's super cold and it doesn't snow again. So just imagine yourself inside a refrigerator, and that's how it gets. And if it's windy. You want wind. Yes, you want wind because it's polluted and the wind will move everything away. But it's just worse. Right. Wind 
there's something you want, but you don't want it at the same time. Right. Yeah. God, man. And it's as crazy, and it's this. This is so funny because I was like, I asked my 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 teacher assistant, and, she, and she's so nice. She was so nice. So I was like, so look, it's sunny, and now it's snowy, and now it's cold. Oh, Mr. Mean, you just have to see people. And we even make a, a, a joke about it. People have, oh, your your day-to-day is like the Mongolian weather. And I'm like, what does that mean? Well, that it goes up and down very fast. In one day, you can have the four seasons. Right. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. And I was like, whatever, Mr. You're just lying, whatever. Of course, I didn't believe it. But for me, and because I was saying that, in May, in just in the day of my birthday, I had all the four seasons in less than five hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, there it is. It started sunny, beautiful day. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, beautiful snowflakes in May. Supposedly, we're starting summer. Huh? Beautiful, beautiful snowflakes. It was like the best like snowy day we've had in all the year. Because the other days just snowed and whatever. But it was like beautiful snowflakes. And then all of a sudden, started no, it started raining first and then snowed. And then all of a sudden, the sun again and super windy and super cold. And then even sandstorm. Ooh, sandstorms in Mongolia. Goddamn. You got the, you got the Gobi Desert right there. So I was like, well, you were right. You can get all five, four seasons and even five seasons in Mongolia. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But it was, it was great. I mean, it's it's been a thing that you never you can't predict things. And it's amazing. I went to another place. It's called the Hufsku Lake. It's right in the border with Russia. So it's a huge, huge, beautiful lake. So I went when it was extremely winter Ooh. and it was extremely cold and the whole lake had frozen. It was beautiful. We could ride on top of it like cars. Yeah. On top of it. We did car sledding, horse sledding. We can skate. It was amazing. It was just, but that day I said, oh, damn, I'm cold. Right. And I got and I got scared. Right. No, it wasn't like, okay, I'm cold. No, I'm cold and I'm scared. Yeah. Because I had, I even bought more warm things just for that trip. I used them all. And of course, once you're from a Caribbean country, at the beginning, you never know what to buy because you don't know what's, what do you need when it's cold. Right. But it was February. So I already knew a little bit about the cold. So I bought more things. I have, I was wearing like four socks, like two pair of, of gloves and I don't know how many pants inside. Right. Well, you name it. Right. And then I couldn't walk. I just stopped. I couldn't walk. And then I took my, 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 all the socks to see what was happening. What was going on? My toes were purple. <gasps> Whoa. Purple. So I said, Oh yeah! So I just put my toes in front of the fire, and I was like, "I think I'm dying." Jeez! <laughs> yeah, but that that day I got cold and very cold, and that was the coldest I've ever been, and I hope never, never to feel that again. Oh my God! Okay, yeah. okay. So, 
Okay, so this was a very, you taught me a hell of a lot and us a hell of a lot about Mongolia. We, you know what sucks? We didn't get the opportunity to go into the whole teaching in Mongolia. So what I'm going to do, because you're such a great storyteller, of course, I'm going to bring you on and we're going to have to talk about teaching in Mongolia and talk about the language in Mongolia, which will be probably another 35 to 40 minute podcast. This, oh my god, I'm so scared now. <laughs> ah, I, I can go. teach you the basic Mongolian in one, and it will be just what you need, because that's what I know, and that's what I've survived with. Okay, okay, so we could probably put together a lesson, especially for those of you out there who are very, uh, I'm just blown away by what you were just, ta- I just, damn, I gotta get my senses back, like, what just happened? Like, uh, oh man, so we got a lot more to cover. But, of course, it being, like, a 40-minute podcast already, man, I probably, yeah, I'll just cut it a little bit short. But I'll be bringing on, of course, Janine again. Janine. Oh, my God. Janine. That's right. What is it? A, B, C, D, A, F, A, H, E, right? A, B, C, D, A, F, A, H, E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Janine. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right. So I'll be bringing you on again, guys. And you know what? Janine, for this morning, thank you so much for coming on to my podcast. Very, very grateful. And I'll be bringing her on again probably within a week or whatnot. It'll be a Thursday podcast so we could learn about how she teaches out there. Because that's probably a very, very interesting topic. (laughs) And I'm very excited about that. And I think a lot of teachers could learn a hell of a lot, including myself, from you. So, guys, again, Janine, thank you so much for coming on today. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure, and I share as much as I can, and I love it, and I love what I'm doing. I love the countries I've been to. Mongolia is treating me perfect. My country is beautiful as well, and thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. And guys, with that being said, I'm going to end this bad boy. If you guys are interested, stay tuned for the podcast. The show notes will be bringing on Janine again within a week's time so we could talk about teaching and, you know, Basically, the experience in terms of that, which is going to be a very, very entertaining conversation. So, guys, I'm your host, Arsenio, as always, over and out.